0: Listen up, we're starting the show a little different today. Wait, is this Bobby's podcast? Yeah, but we're taking it over for a minute. The first thing we want to announce to you is that Jill's office is an official new sponsor of the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast. We're sponsoring it because Bobby's cool and not just because he doesn't have any hair. B, because we think all entrepreneurs are pretty dope, and C, Bobby lost way too much hair from the stress of being a business owner, and we don't want that to happen to you too. No way. (laughs) So you may be wondering, who is Jill? Well, Jill is your ultimate backup phone support. She doesn't sleep, she doesn't ever get sick, She never takes a vacation, and she always sounds friendlier than Bobby. I mean, come on, that's not very hard, but we do sound pretty darn good. Basically, she's the amazing first impression for every caller. All right, Bobby, we've got the phones covered for you, so let's fire up that guitar. Ah, yeah.
1: My name's Bobby Walker with Journey of a New Entrepreneur, and I've got one message for you. Don't Don't be a bitch! Going on guys, it's Bobby Walker here with the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast, coming at you with my new amazing friend, Kedma O. Now I've known her for a little bit, but we've just connected over the last 20 minutes as we were recording this podcast for you, and I realized I didn't hit record. So we're going to kind of redo some stuff. And you would have never known had I not told you that I just got a guilty conscience. So anyway, welcome to the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast coming from the NBZ Studios right here in Orlando, Florida. Spoiler alert, that's my house, but it's still the NBZ Studios. And I think that's kind of cool. And you've entered the no bitch zone. What's well, a bitch? A bitch is a victim. It's someone that blames other people for their lack of success. It's someone that won't pursue their goals or, or pursue their dreams because of their own fear or worrying about what other people may say think or do and um we just don't hang around with those people because they drag you down and we want people that aren't perfect we ain't, we're, i'm not saying you've got to be the most successful person i just got to say you got to be pursuing the dream if you're going to be on my team all right you got to be pursuing the goals if you're on my in my crew and, and, a, and a part of my tribe and that's what i love about uh journey of a new entrepreneur and all the people that listen so thank you guys for being here uh you know what i'm about to say next ResponsiBid, the show sponsor, because I got to pay my bills, yo. And uh, ResponsiBid pays the bills, both for my business as the best sales platform that you could imagine for home service businesses. But, you know, when you sign up with it with my link, I make a little money too. But here's the beauty. When you use my link, it's the best deal you can get on ResponsiBid because I'm friends with Kirk Kempton and I'm twice his size. So one day I just kind of said, bro, we're doing this thing or you're going to be in some pain. And he's like, Bobby, we're doing this thing. So he set me up with a great deal. You can go to dot bid.com to check it out. That's J N E like journey of a new entrepreneur, B I D like response bid.com. And um, here, here's the best thing about response bid. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to give it to you in 15 seconds. It helps you sell stuff easier. It helps you uh, follow up flawlessly. It helps you get higher average ticket prices and uh, they just changed their logo and Kurt was doing a live video the other day. And someone said, Kurt, the outline of your new logo kind of looks like a Viagra pill. And they, you know, Kurt, I think was kind of like, Oh gosh, I didn't see that. And then he was like, no, that was deliberate, which it, I don't think he really said that, but he he just jumped on. He goes, yeah, because, because, because responsive bid can sell all night long, baby. So uh, go check them out. J N E bid.com and uh, love those guys over there. So, Today I've got Kedma O on my podcast. Kedma has been like the man at uh Conquer, and I say the man as a term <laughs> for the record, but she's been you know the the big dog over at Conquer, which is a coaching program for entrepreneurs. I've participated in Conquer. I think I'm about to get my general manager in it, since she's now running the show, and she's better at that than me anyway. So uh, I'm going to let them kind of beat her up and build her up over there, and. Um, Conker's been, um, I think it's the first of its kind really in our industry and they've been doing a great job helping a lot of people that I know personally achieve some amazing things. So they, they do some great stuff. Um, I'd say it's not a commercial for them, but if we're talking about it and it's good. Why not make a commercial? So go check out Conquer. But Kedma is not just the, uh, the head of the group over there. She's not just a coach over there. She's not just the coach to the coaches over there. She's also an author. Uh, she's got a book called uh, Target Funding. And basically, just tells you how to get free money for your business, maybe, for, maybe even for yourself. I haven't read it yet, but I've got it on order because I need some free money. And um, she's here to talk for really one reason. She didn't come here to talk about conquer. She didn't come here to talk about a book. And I hope we do talk about those things, Kedma, because those are great things as well. But um, Kedma saw a post I made on Facebook the other day. And for those of you that don't know, um, if you're new to the show, because if you're not new, you probably already know this uh, more times than you'd like to hear. But I had a horrible, you know, uh, let's just say dark battle with depression um that lasted over the end of last year into the beginning of this year it's 2020 this year for those listening into the future and and it was terrible and i'll just leave it at that because we'll probably get into i'm 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 probably going to share my story as kedma sharing her story on this stuff and we'll talk about these things but i made a post about a podcast that i'd made my first one back in a year and mentioned depression in it and she just chimed right in and she's like you know her ears perked, and she's like depression that, that's you know you got my attention and it turns out this is just uh, mental health in general is something that she's very very passionate about and automatically even though i already thought she was cool because we had this amazing lunch over at uh, our dinner at joe t i think garcia's or joe joe something joe something garcia's in in texas with michael hinderleiter in the dallas fort worth area and we sat by each other she ate vegan mexican food which i didn't even know was a thing and i ate regular mex real people mexican food and it was delicious and and uh we we had a good time chatting then and uh i actually was (laughs) earlier on the uh, on the other intro i forgot to record i even mentioned that i didn't even know if i liked being around her a whole lot at first when i first see her go saw her get on the scene because I was just a little intimidated by her. And maybe I'm cheating by saying a little, I don't know, but you know what, first off, I ain't intimidated by anyone anymore because I've done the work yo, but, but also Kedma's pretty cool. So Kedma, um, we're going to be talking about mental health and we're going to be talking about these things. And I'm grateful that we are Uh, CEOs and entrepreneurs are twice as likely to deal with depression than non CEOs and entrepreneurs. But before we get into all that stuff, let's just talk about you a little bit, you know, what, what's, who's Kedma, what is she passionate about, you know, is it the long walks on the beach, is it shaking babies, kissing dogs, and all that stuff, you know, and and whatever, I don't know, just, just give us, let us know who you are, and then we'll start talking about this, this uh, passion um, of mental health that that we both have.
0: Okay, really simple. Um, I'm a fifth generation entrepreneur. I actually have three passports, so, and if I work for the CIA, I can't tell you, (laughs) but I am uh, really committed to entrepreneurship, especially having been in in that space for many years, um, more than 20 years, so I came partially from the government, which is where I met Brandon Bond, so um, Mm. if you're familiar with the Small Business Administration, you would be familiar with the Small Business Development Centers, and we have the Women's Business Center, basically all under the arm of of the SBA, except for, I always say SCORE. Uh, I've not been a part of SCORE because I feel like I'm still not old enough. Uh, But uh, that's where I met Brandon actually. Brandon Vaughn, I think seven years ago, walked in and I was the innovation state director and rest is history. I have worked with and consulted more than 10,000 businesses. Mm. So when we think about what do we consider our level of expertise, a lot of times it's 10,000 hours. When you've worked with 10,000 businesses, you just have a different perspective. There's probably nothing that is going to come across that I have not experienced one way or another. Yeah. Uh, and today I'm the senior director of coaching for Conquer. Uh, I merged and works closely with House Co-Pro, working with about 30 coaches, and this topic is really important we deal yeah. with this we have a program around it which i'll talk about and i will personally share my journey professionally i do want to disclose that um i've been a qualified business expert in the disability realm for almost 20 years so every agency mm-hmm. you can think of voc rehab the department uh, for veterans affairs commission for the blind you name it i've been involved in it so it is a part what's of my that,
1: life. what's that mean Kedma? like uh, that's just a new uh Concept to me. Yeah. So what you said you've been a what now within the SBA? Yeah,
0: so so I want to make sure we're clear, you know, there are resources out there, oh. and there are state resources across the board. So when we talk about vocational rehabilitation, if you go right now um, and you look at it, Bobby, you can go and look at your city and look at vocational rehabilitation. Those are the state programs that help people who may be going through significant. Mm-hmm challenges, right? Um, We, you know, the question always becomes, you know, is this a temporary depression or is this long-term? Is this chronic, right? And that would be stepping into more of the disability space, especially if it's debilitating if it's debilitating, if it's chronic, whether it's addiction, whether it's depression, whether it's, you know, unfortunately, suicidal attempts. So the programs I'm sharing with you are programs set aside. Hmm. And then I'll share a little bit about how Conquer navigates that because every single week, we are navigating and triaging mental health.
1: Yeah, it's you, you an on this, I, you know, on the well this is already a great uh, start to an episode but it's like we had one of the best beginnings to an episode and kedma was like in the middle of sharing some great stuff and i just kind of yeah. put my head in my palm and i'm like yeah. i'm to interrupt you but i just learned while we were doing that that uh you know kedma is the one that had spearheaded you know the um uh, this i'm going to call it the mental health department you know i don't know yeah. you can clarify really what that is yeah. in conquer which made me think wow this is great because this isn't just a group that's like, hey, you give me some money and I'll help you make money. What that says to me is it's a group that's genuinely concerned about their people. Sure, they're there to make money or otherwise they would have started a charity, but that's okay. I'm here to make money too. But they also care about the people and I love that. So what is the quote unquote so walk through. department over there? Yeah. Yeah.
0: If you're currently part of Conqueror, you know that you're most likely in a group, a group of four people, which tend to be really Talk about competition, right? We're all trying to gamify and make money, and yeah. you know, get more staff. And it's hard to talk about these hard things. Like, what if you're going through depression? You know, if you say something, you know, are they going to look bad at you? Are they going to think you're weak? Are they? So what we did is we eliminated that. We have what we call we call it the more program, but the mental health program, meaning more, allows you to silently send a, a message. So you, Bob, you're in a group. You can send a private message to me and say, hey, can we get on a call? I'm going Mm -hmm. through some things. Any kind of mental health support we do is at no cost. There is no charge. You can do it as much as you want. Now, we have to be careful. We're not therapists. We don't want to be clinical therapists. But the purpose of getting on is we're going to triage it. We're not going to give up. If it means that we have to put you on pause, not charge you and work with you, we'll do that. Yeah. If it means we have to step out and get you clinical help, we'll do that. In other words, when you're on the ground, we're going to come with you and for you. So what, what kinds of things do we deal with? We've dealt with major addiction, we're talking cocaine, meth, alcoholism. Um, suicide attempts. Yep. I mean, this is like real. This is no no joke. This is real stuff. Um, multitude of depression going back and forth. We've had situations where their partners or their children have dealt with something, and then and then that created it. I mean, one of the worst cases was one of the one of the CEOs found out that his own daughter was involved in a, 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 a terrible sexual environment. And, you know, and it, it, talk about just devastation. How are you going to work Yeah, when dealing with this? So we have this safe space and we have an entire team. We call it the descent team. But part of that team is to help navigate the mental health. And most of the time they're working with me because guess what? I'm a former addict. (laughs) I've dealt with depression. Like I've done a lot of that hard stuff so I can help navigate. And it is a big deal for Conquer. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, this is why talking about this and and getting the stigma out and saying, you know what? You're not alone.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: You know,
0: powerful people, powerful leaders are dealing with this. Let's talk about that. Let's realize. Well, and
1: now, Kedma, you you clearly get this with the experience that you've just shared. You know, all of your experience that you just shared, but but just me being, you know, uh, freshly out of it. You know, I mean, I'm good. I'm I'm not recovering from depression. I'm not depressed anymore. I locked the demon in a in a in a. Uh, in a cage in the basement with a big lock. And all I'm doing now is I'm just making sure I'm oiling the lock and making sure the hinges are good. And I'm just doing my preventative maintenance as I'm moving forward. I'm never going to go back to that place. I'm never going to let that shit, you know, get back into my head. But um, one thing I love though, about what you uh, just talked about is you're like, hey, listen, we're not medical. Yeah, we're not mental health professionals. You're not claiming, you know, I'm the fix what you are, you know, I would almost call it, it's a, it's a voluntary conquer intervention, if you will. like the people are yes. coming to you, but this yes. is, you know, they're coming to people that a have, a, and guys, I, I will be clear. I, I just want to say this, just in case there's some people listening that have a hangup. Okay. I'm not giving you a conquer commercial. Kedma no. will leave an email or a, a link at the end where you guys can go check out conquer and, and all that stuff. And, but, um, you know, this is just, this is life. And it's just something I love about that. I just found out about conquer, but, but the fact that, that you're there for them and, you, you know, you, you can be that, um, the guide, you're not the, you're not, ne- you're not the counselor, but you can the the get them to the counselor or get them to where they, they need the help and be the support for them, you know, while they're doing that. And, and that's beautiful, but let's, let's do this Kedma. Let's, let's, we'll let's kind of come back to this but let's segue a little bit and let's talk about you know let's just talk about some experiences and if you're you're cool with it let's start with you because if you have a lot I won't share so much because I can do it on any episode but yes I understand uh, talk to me about you know um whether it's your experiences with some loved ones and people or if you want to talk about your own because I know you've had your own as well talk to me about you know um I'm just going to say it some of the darkness you've dealt with in this mental health world that yeah. and how it's impacted you and you know in a negative way and and, and then we'll get to yeah. how we get out of it
0: well um yeah you know what no matter how much I share it's always difficult so mm. you always have to create a space now I'm going to move my screen because if people are visually seeing it you may see all the way to the back mm-hmm. something you're familiar with Bobby yep. Yep. those are my capes right mm. And a lot of times people don't know why I wear my capes. You've seen me maybe go go on stage. I I zoom
1: around with the huge. I zoom around my capes. I got my
0: initials. Most people don't know why I wear my capes until they understand my story. Now, do you know why I wear my capes? No,
1: I'm actually ready to. I'm Uh, anxious to find out. Yeah, I did not know. Okay. I do
0: not know. So, so I wear my capes because i I believe I've lived out a superhero experience, and we'll talk about this. Um, I, so, so let's step back and talk about how I see the world. I believe that every single person is right now playing out a movie. Hmm. Now you can decide what that movie is, right? But a lot of times we have a theme. It could be drama. It could be uh, suspense. It could be a crime movie. It could be, you know, just a family movie. I was born into a horror film. Hmm. The challenge with a horror film is the victims never leave, very hard to leave. So at the age of seven, at seven years old, I knew something was wrong. I was the eldest of three living in New York and I knew something wasn't right, but I can't fix it. Now as a child, you can't fix things. You wish you could, but back then there's not a lot of options. So I started the conversation like every child does starting to pray, right? Because when we're struggling, what do we do? We pray to God or we pray for someone to come save us. And I would have this conversation with myself in the closet every week, every month, and every year. And Bobby, nobody came. So then I would reverse the conversation and I would do what every child does in those experiences. I say, get rid of me. I don't need to live in this world anymore. I don't need this suffering. Just make it go away. And, you know, God is, 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 is in some ways just powerful and humorous because that, too, never happened. So now I lived in this bubble. At the age of 18, I entered to a community college. And sometimes people say, why go for so long if you chain an elephant and you keep that elephant chained for years and then you unchange the elephant? The elephant will still stay.
1: It stays there, yeah.
0: So when I entered into the community college, I was trying to better my life. I was, and so this is where my life changed forever. It was winter time. I'm sitting in the class, community college and I get a 911 page from my therapist, Judy. Bobby, Judy never pages me. Hmm. So I literally pick up my books. I run out to this, it was freezing in the winter time in New York. I run out to, and I'm trying to find a payphone. phone. Now for anybody who does not know what a payphone phone is, it is the old days before we had a cell phone,
1: okay? <laughs> It took me a second to catch up with you. I'm like, there's I'm people that don't know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: right so I put it in that's right yeah and I called Judy and Bobby what what she said to me still chills in my in my whole body she says Kedma I don't know how he got this number but you have to listen to me very carefully he's on the way to the college right now and if he finds you he's going to kill you now she was talking about my real villain this was not the movies Hmm. so I hang up the phone I go back to the parking lot and I'm already too late my villain is literally pacing back and forth in a vehicle, and I am the only one there. There is no one to save me. So I hear from the back of my voice this, this this sound like, I can't run. I can't run. Because if I ran, he'd see me. So there, right in the middle of the parking lot, I take my hands on the cold concrete, and I literally crawl from car to car just to find my vehicle. I finally find it. I open the car door. I get my books. I retrace my steps, and that is the moment that my life changed forever. So three things happened. Number one, a group of friends had to find me my safe haven. It was a basement apartment, Huntington, New York. You had to go down 15 stairs. The entire apartment was literally infested with cockroaches. And I would live there in hiding for five years. Think about that. Five years of my life, right? The second thing that happened was I didn't have a job. So another group of friends found me my first job, North Shore University Hospital. I walk in. This woman who was a little more, more heavyset than I. Her name is Patricia. I said, Patricia, I need a job. I'm in hiding. She says, we know. I said, I'll do anything. She said, we're going to give you your, your job and we're going to protect your identity. Now it's starting to sound more and more like a superhero, right? Mm-hmm. The third thing that happened is I, I wrote a letter to the college where it happened because I had no other option. Two weeks later, Bobby, the college asked me to come in and meet with the financial committee. Fifteen strangers who had now read my entire life story. And this is what I said to them. I said, I lost everything, my home, my family, my community. I don't know what else I I can do. You know, I need an opportunity. They said, we've never had something this heinous. We want you to go to the secretary's office so we can deliberate on what we're going to do. Bobby, at the secretary's office, I said, can I have a piece of paper and a pen? And I wrote a letter to God, the same God that never showed up every single day, every single month, every single year. And this is what I said in the paper. I said, God, you have now taken everything away from me. I have nothing to offer anymore. I have nothing to give the earth. But if you can grant me a miracle, For them to give me an education, I will spend the rest of my life opening doors to every single person I meet. And two hours later, I walked back in. This woman stood up. She said, Kedma Bashari, I'm going to walk over and shake your hand and tell you, you're getting a full scholarship to this college. Wow. Now that moment happened more than 30 years ago. And I live every day to make good on that contract. So when you talk about... What does depression look like? Yeah. What does it look like where you have nothing and you still have to fight? You know, that's a different game changer. You know, yeah. now the good news is, is I have a wonderful family right now. I have kids,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but I just want to honor that sometimes the world rips everything from you, mm-hmm. and you don't have the resources, you don't have the support, you don't have a family member. It's you. Yeah. You know, and so this is why it's near and dear to me, mm-hmm. because I think that in the hardest moment, which is why I wear my capes now. Right. Sometimes we have to save ourselves. Because there's not a lot of options.
1: Um, I, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't even know how to I, I don't even have a, a response, Kedma. Um, it, I know you've heard this a million times. I'm I'm sorry you've dealt with that, but more so, I'm happy that because um, uh, I know you're proud of yourself for what you've done since, and I'm I'm happy that that's the end of that story. You know, getting to the end here. What um, I'm sure getting a free education or getting that scholarship did not fix right. your problems, right? Uh, I'm assuming.
0: It well, I had to. I had to start my life. Right. Mm. So, um, you know, I escaped. Um, When you talk about, you know, is the story ending? I wish it was. I will tell you that most people don't know this. Only the closest of my closest. My abuser died last year. Mm. I suffered with night terrors for decades. And unfortunately, I am involved in a court case, which I can't go into. It's almost like you hope your abuser dies and then you can live again, Yeah, and it's back there, right? But then I say to myself, listen, if I take on the idea that I'm a superhero because I've gone through this, then this is the next level I have to work through. It's about people who have experienced horrendous you know, pain and trauma, and they have to be the voice for other people who are going through it. Mm-hmm. Because there's someone right now that's listening to this and saying, I've been through this, or I know someone going through this. And until they have a navigator, they yeah. may feel alone, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, well,
0: so I'm not a victim. Yeah. I just realized the trauma I had, and then I have to navigate through it. I don't have an option.
1: What do you mean by that, Kedma? You say, I'm not a victim. I, I just don't
0: ever want to call myself a victim. Because if I get, call myself a victim, I give my abuser the power. I will tell you, I was victimized. Mm -hmm. I will tell you that I went through, you know, I lost my childhood. But I will never call myself a victim.
1: It doesn't matter if I do or I don't, but I love that. um, I love that perspective, you know, and I think, uh, you know, you're not, you know, we you you know in this specific scenario you deserve to acknowledge the source of that pain
2: exactly
1: the fact that you're you know uh, and you're not wrong you know it, it's it's a label it's how you want to use it but you know if someone says i was a victim of x or i'm a victim of that i don't think they're wrong for saying no, that I love no. the mentality of why you're saying that you know i know you're not condemning anyone there but no. and i love the the mentality of um I'm not a victim. I was just victimized. I'm the superhero. And, uh, right.
0: and that's my own way of helping. It doesn't in any way diminish someone else's story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just that if I said I was a victim, I would be more likelihood likely to have wanted to leave the earth. Yeah. And so it was my way of saving me.
1: Yeah. So, uh... I'm gonna to try to steer a little bit, but Kedma you take us where you know you yeah, can absolutely. see where I'm trying to go. But I, you know, you've got the story here. What was the what? What was the process? You know, it, how in the how in the hell did you uh, emotionally? You know, your mental, emotional, yep. you know, world you're in. What was that that process? And I mean, you've already said for decades, it's negatively affected, you know, you're having the terror, night terrors and stuff. Yeah. So I'm not saying, you know, how did you fix it? But uh, what I'm asking is, how did you work through that? What were the what were the tools, the techniques, the the surgery, the medicine, you know, whatever.
0: So the first thing we I want to explain, and again, I'm not a neuroscientist, but I studied the brain a lot. When your brain is going through a um, consistent trauma, it will try to escape. And one of the ways it can escape is to become another character. Okay, mm. There's actually a term around it called disassociative disorder. Your brain cannot take the experience you're happening, having right now, so you become a different character. Now, on an extreme level, that could almost look like schizophrenia, but on a mild level, you become someone else. Because of the age I was in at age seven, that was the time that Linda Carter was playing out Wonder Woman. Yep. And what I remember was watching the movie, watching the show and saying, oh my gosh, I'm actually Wonder Woman. <laughs> this is actually supposed to be this way. I'm supposed to be in this experience so I can escape it. Wow. So wow. I became that character. In everything, in how I emulated, in finding the truth, right? So I studied that character and became it hmm. to save myself. So that's one of the things that we see that can be common: is you become a different person. You said it before when you're like, "I put that monster away and I put it in the cage," and I, hmm. you have separated that character. Yeah. And become a different character or a new version of that. Wow,
1: character. Interesting. Yeah, that's, I never even really looked at it that way, but yeah, I, I get you. <laughs>
0: right. So that's one way you can do it. The, the second way that I've done it is you have to have now, now this is, this is pretty deep. If you're in a position, you would only know this where you feel like you're at that rope. You talked about this. I'm hanging on. Mm -hmm. But if you feel at some point you're not going to hang on anymore, you need to find at least one person that has your code word. Hmm. I have a code word. That code word, only one person knows. But let me tell you the power of that. If I initiate the code word, it does not have to be on the phone. I could send a text. I could send an email. It doesn't matter. I don't have to say anything. But if I initiate the code word, it's all hands on deck. Mm -hmm. It means you don't have to explain, but you're going to be helped. And that is, I would say the, the last layer from you doing something dangerous. And why do I bring this up? Because one of my dearest friends right now, on my birthday, July 27th, her husband committed suicide. Oh, wow. Left three beautiful children, left his wife and this is the real stuff guys, you know, you look at someone you say you know military guy amazing good looking had everything, success beyond didn't have to work anymore. Right. And doesn't so, matter
1: though. and I think that's another thing not to segue but people don't, you know, when you're going through this people are like what do you have to be depressed about I mean you're, you know, you're, you got, this. You got this your family's this and it's like you're right, that's the thing. I'm not unhappy in my, in a circumstance, I'm depressed. And you can actually even be happy when you're, you know, depressed isn't not being happy. Yeah, I had happy moments, you know, you have this stuff. And when people like, well, what, what do you got going? Come on, cheer up. It's like, it's not about cheering up something's broken, you know, in my case, it wasn't, you know, fortunately, I didn't have to, uh, you know, do the med thing. And I would have, I, I would have I done anything. But fortunately, I don't have to have that expense and that experience. Because um, I know it, it's not always good for people. But um, but but you it's not about the circumstances, something's broke. And like, for me, it was my the way I processed stuff was broken. And I was able to relearn that and retrain that. And um, so I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry to just derail you that. You have to pretend
0: correct because what people want to do is fix you. Yeah. You have to be depressed about it. Now, there's two things I want to just call out. It could be medically. So we're, we don't have stigmas in our family. My son also goes through depression. If you, uh, most people don't know this, the state basically has a depression scale. And when he got tested a few years ago, at a very young age, He's rated at ninety nine percent out of a hundred on the state depression scale. Wow. So this is what the conversation was with our physician. The conversation is, "You want to save his life? You have to put him on meds. He's on ninety nine. There is no other option, right? Once we put him on, it was very, very mild. Just setting a new. He was able to function. So sometimes it could be a medical. I just want to interrupt briefly.
1: That was important. And there was a little bit of cutout on my internet. So you said, once we put him on meds, what did He was a
0: changed person. Hmm. And it was about giving him the materials into his body that he was missing.
1: Wow. Wow. Well, first off, congrats on that. And, um, you know, I, I can actually relate to some degree, not on the depression, but I've actually got on meds. Um, there's just for ADHD stuff. And, um, you know, I'm a 40, 44 year old dude. That's like, Oh, ADHD is a real thing. You don't just smack someone on the back of the head and tell them to to focus. It's like, you know, there's literal dopamine. That's not getting to this area of my brain. So I've had a similar
2: exactly.
1: experience. Now it wasn't the meds that got me on the depression, but I fortunately had a great experience with the first med I was put on for this stuff. And I feel like I've got superpowers now as a, as a result of that. But I'm glad to hear that about your son, that he had such a great experience. Cause a lot of people get on meds and that, you know, they got to go through hell just to find the right one. Yeah. And um,
0: yeah, very mild. And then the other thing we look at is exercise. Mm-hmm. When I go and exercise I, again, the body helps me feel better. Yep. So when you talk about routines every day, I do exercise and every day I actually give gratitude. I send people, thank you. Like I just did one yesterday for one of my colleagues, Dan, I sent him a note and I said, I just want you to know how much I appreciate you. Yeah. I want you to know how much you mean to me as we work together. So I do practice gratitude because what it does is it reminds me that, you know, giving to others helps me feel good,
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you know? So, um, you know, and I, I want to just call out something important because you mentioned a few times, you're like, I'm good. I'm not depressed anymore. Yeah. But not everyone has that privilege. I deal with ongoing up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Right now, I know when it's a red flag. I wish I had the opportunity to say it's gone forever. For some of us, it's, it's a lifetime fight.
1: Yeah, well, and in fairness, for me, I mean, you know, time could tell. And I'm not, that's not me admitting defeat. It's just, you know, chemicals are chemicals, and this is that and what have you. Um, you know, I hope I continue with this experience. But you know, I'm not even a year into the recovery on it. But I'm confident, or maybe I should say, I'm very hopeful, simply because um, for me, it was, I, I just had to retrain the way I processed stuff. And you know, I'd learned the wrong way. And then those, you know, I was a black and white person. You're, you know, you're, you're a good person and you're a bad person. Well, unfortunately, when people look at it that way, if you do one bad thing, you're a bad person. It doesn't matter if you did a million good things. And that's how I was judging myself, you know? And, um, um, and that was one of the big things, but yeah, so fingers crossed for me. Um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you this, here's what I know for fact, I'm putting in the work. If the chemical thing comes around, I got a support staff. I've got a Kirk Kempton that'll run a one man intervention like you did last time, whatever it may be. And, 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 you know, I'll take care of it, but, but I'm all in, I'm all in the lock, making sure that those hinges are are tight and, and making sure that son of a bitch stays locked up at least to the best of my ability. I can promise you that. So, but, but that is, um, I, I'm glad you mentioned that though, Kedman, as I sidetrack us, uh, uh, another thing I'm trying to do more is not interrupt people so damn much. And I'm well, trying that, guys, <laughs> but, I'm right. but, um, but, but back to that Kedman. So, you, you know, not everyone gets my experience. You know, some people, right. they, they get it under control, but they still experience it. And uh, what do you say to that? I mean, you experience that, you know, how do you have, you know, talk about having a fulfilled life and. Right. So- I have uh, a fulfilled
0: life. life. What I have to be careful of, and this is something that I've learned. What my thoughts tell me may not be a safe conversation. Hmm my thoughts may tell me something not safe my thoughts may tell me i'm not good enough i don't deserve to be here it's easier if i leave earth so i've come to realize that my thoughts may not be serving me right and that's why i have to ask other people to double check if my thoughts are correct Mm -hmm. i have to validate Um, i've also focus on this one statement and i use this a lot in my conversations with myself don't make a temp uh, don't make a permanent decision on a temporary experience Mm -hmm. don't make a permanent decision on a temporary experience it's it's the people who are really mindful that make me nervous because we are like that right i you know i'm methodical even if I was to plan the worst for me I'm methodical about it so what I've had to do Bobby is I've had to surround myself with people who love me yeah and who will tell me your thoughts are not actually accurate
2: yeah Yeah. you
0: know and that's I, that's for just from my own experience. Now we have to ask the next question. Why are we thinking that way? Well, then that goes to all sorts of things, right? Uh, it, it,
1: could, it, it could be all sorts, right? I mean, like, you exactly. know, my profession stemmed from these things. Yours stemmed exactly. from those things. And, you know, some people may, to my understanding, because I'm definitely not an expert on it. I've just had my experience on it. But, you know, I think, you know, you got people like me or people like you that have depression that kind of kind of came from an outside source mine was learning how I learned to process stuff yours was an experience that happened to you without your consent Um, and then other people could probably have quote unquote that perfect thing but maybe there's the chemical imbalance maybe there's a wire that crossed or a thing like that and um, yeah so that's the thing that makes it difficult you know like say for someone in my position now I'm being very vocal about this and I want to help everyone I can. And I've had a lot of people reach out to me. And um, the only time I consider, you know, one of those reach outs of victory is if I was able to successfully convince them to get into therapy, because I'm like, because I don't know, man, I don't know the fix. Um, I know what my fix was and but there's professionals out there and that's why like i'm literally going to try to get a, an affiliate thing with betterhelp.com because that's what i signed up with and where i got my help with my therapist but um but those people you know and i and i'm saying this deliberately for for the listeners you know kedma i know you know this but listeners you know specifically the listener that's listening right now that that is dealing with the anxiety is dealing with the depression is dealing with the hopelessness. Maybe you don't even realize it's depression. Maybe you're just like wondering why you're treading water and things aren't working like they used to work. And you know, why, why do you feel like a shell of who you were, you know? Um, And that person that's listening, that's like, "Ah, I don't need the therapist. Come on, man. You're kidding yourself. You know, you're lying to yourself. You're the business owner. You're the one that says, how dare that person tell me how to wash the thing or fix the thing or deliver the thing? I'm the pro, right? You're the one that put in the work. Exactly. And therapists are professionals that they dedicated a a good portion of their lives to learning about how the human mind works. They've learned about how we process things. They've learned about things that cause it. So it doesn't mean they know you better than you know you. It just means that they're that outside look they're the second set of eyes that's going to have some perspective and education and wisdom that you don't, because they don't fix you. They just, they show you where the water's at, and then you have that opportunity to drink it. So don't kid yourselves. This is the no bitch zone. A bitch is not someone that deals with depression. It's just someone that won't get help when they need it. That's all. So. Yeah.
0: Bobby, Bobby, one comment on that, because you are so right. Uh, first of all, I've had 20 years of therapy. So yeah. now I what I do is now I'm focused more on very specific aspects of it, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I seek out very specific things. So I'm always improving, you know, but 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 the truth is, is that I tell people all the time, even the most successful heart surgeon will never do surgery on themselves.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So I don't care how strong you are, if you're going through stuff and you're trying to figure it out and you don't have someone reflecting back with the knowledge and the experience and the wherewithal, you are failing yourself, mm-hmm. you know? So to your point, now you have to find the right therapist for the right treatment, right? And, you know, not all therapists are created equal, but start somewhere.
1: Yeah, um, Now I agree. I agree. And, I'll, no. and I'm, I'm going to be mean. I'm going to push a little more on that person because I love that person. If you're still sitting there saying, nah, man, I got this. Here's all I got to say. If you don't currently in the moment have the results that you want. Either you do need someone else to help you because you can't perform the surgery on yourself or you're just not serious about getting what you deserve. You're not serious about that life that you want. You're not serious about being that father or mother that you can be. You're not serious about being the the son or the daughter or the husband or the wife. You're not serious about those things if you don't have the results right now and you're not in therapy. That's all because your way is not working or it's just not even important enough for you to try it. So I want to challenge you. Go to betterhelp.com. That's what I was in a hotel room in Chicago with wow. Kurt kempton and he made me yeah. sign up for better help and wow. um it changed my life so
0: i love that one thing i want to make sure we call out for people listening numbing your life doesn't fix your life yeah i work with people right now who are numbing their life with alcohol mm-hmm. they're at the bar they're drinking they're not caring for their kids and i'm again i'm i'm a blown out, recovering alcoholic. Like I know what it's like to be a total drunk. Mm -hmm. If you continue that way and you numb yourself, sometimes me and you can't help. Sometimes the law is going to step in.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: No. And I've had this happen. I've had people, I'm not kidding, I've had people say, listen, I was drinking and driving. I go, do you want to fix it or do you want the law to fix it? Because when the law steps in, I got to step out. I can't, you know, the law is going to take it in their own hands and they're going to be doing things you wish Mm -hmm. never happened to you. And I think we have to be careful there because sometimes we get to that place of numbing or extreme and then we make Decisions
1: that we can't go back and fix. Yeah. 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 Um Kedma, I want to ask you about something. Um, and I ain't gonna lie, it just left my stinking mind right as I was about
0: Oh my to- god you will come back.
1: Oh no, no, no. I know where I want to go. I know where I want to go. Um talk to me about uh, you know, you you're you clearly work with entrepreneurs more than anyone, just because that's your yes. thing, that's your yes. tribe. So Do you see trends, um, you know, if we could paint with a broad brush, you know, with the people that you've helped, you know, just, you know, um, dealing with this, do you see trends that are, you know, hey, entrepreneurs, here's some common things that we do to ourselves that do lead to these things, you know, here's, here's a warning sign, the cliffs over there, I'm standing here trying to wave you down before you get to it. Do you have some of those you could share with me?
0: to tell you the number one trend and i'm going to give you my secret i've been doing for years okay i shared this secret for people who are meth addicts and then i share it with people who are just ceos and stressing the number one thing that happens is people's life is out of control and they don't know how to bring it back in control very quickly that's what's happening so remember when i said i believe everyone is playing out a movie Mm-hmm. I want to speak to that. I want to tell you about four things that I tell every single person. Once I tell you these four things, in any given moment, in any every, every given situation, you can pull one of these four things immediately and change what we call the scene. So if we were playing out this idea that there's a movie out there. Let's say you hate your movie. Man, I'm in Groundhog Day, Kedma. I got to get out of this damn movie. <laughs> I'm going to show you how to go from scene to scene. Now, most people I meet, Bobby, if we were looking at their movie, they are playing as the actor of the movie, sometimes supporting actor, sometimes they're in the audience,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but they're rarely the director. Mm. They're rarely directing the movie. So they they're having a crappy movie, they're having a crappy scene, they don't know how to fix it because they're acting in it, they're not directing it. So here are the four. The first is the easiest, it's L for location. If you're in a situation you need to get away, that's the easiest to do. What does that look like? You step away from your situation. You're in an office. You're having an argument with your tech manager. You say, excuse me, I need to step away for five minutes. I'm going to go outside and breathe.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You don't like your environment. You don't like where your office is. You say, you know what? I'm going to make an effort. I'm going to sell this office. I'm going to go somewhere else. Or you don't like your entire state. That's the easiest because there's, you know, you make big decisions. Yeah. That's but an
1: easy way to be a director. you can an
0: easy way. The second one is the, har- is the hardest out of the four, E for emotions. Why is it hard? If the scene calls for betrayal, so one of my first businesses, my uh, the person I, that I hired gave an incredible uh, salary to, embezzled $50,000 over 90 days. That, so that scene called for me to what? Feel betrayal, anger, like disgust. But because I'm playing the movie and I'm the director, I felt empathy. Hmm. I felt understanding. I felt really gratitude that it was not more money. Yeah. Right. Very hard to do because in the scene, you have to actually switch your emotion, even if it's calling for something different. Yeah. The third and fourth I do all the time. The third one is actors. Every single person in your life is an actor. They could be a, a, a long term actor, they could be short term, they could be passing by. Right now, we're in a movie and you're, you're playing out an actor for me, right? Yep. I can decide whether you're going to be a long term actor or not. Yeah. So, I, play I, want role, I want the
1: recurring role, Kedma. I want the recurring
0: role. Yeah, that's right. So I decide all the time who are the actors that need to be in my life? Who do I need to remove? Who I need to elevate? Who do I need to bring in? And then the actor follows the last part, P for props. Props is all your tools, all your education, all your resources. So let's suppose you were going through a, blow, a full blown out addiction and you only had leap. If you said to me, man, I need to get help. You got to get the right props, the right resources, and you got to get the right actor. That's your therapist. Mm-hmm. So in that immediate moment, you're like, okay, that's what I got to do. So it gives you just quickly, immediately, four options in any situation that gives you back control.
1: Hmm. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Leap,
0: leap. Did you come up with that. Yeah. I think
1: you had to, right? If it's yeah. your movie. Well, because
0: I kept working with people who didn't have. A way out
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know and i wanted them to just have a way out within minutes not to worry about it's you and what what's your way out what can you do to fix it right now
1: correct me if i'm wrong here but i i think you essentially put in you know you created action steps for the phrase maybe, maybe. if you don't like all right what, what's the phrase if you want to get something you've never had you got to do something you've ever done and that's that's a great phrase okay, so I got to do something I've never done. And you, and you just laid it out. You know, you can change uh, the people, you can that's change right. the location, that's you can right. change, you know, yourself, the way you Emotions. respond to yep. things, or you can work on some change more cool. You know? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. You can get that stuff. And that that's, that's excellent. That's excellent because it's easy to remember. You leap. You, that's uh,
0: it. yeah. That's love. It. Yeah. So, and I, I do this every single day. I'm always looking at my scenes. I'm always deciding who should I bring in? Who should I bring out? What kind of resources? It just gives me like, ah, I'm running the show. Yeah. You know, even if the show is tough, I'm still running the show.
1: So what what do you say to the person that says, Hey, I've been in therapy. Hey, I've, I've called a Kedma. You know, I've, I've talked to the person I've been in therapy. It ain't working. It doesn't work for me you know, um what, what do you say
0: well i'd have to understand what's not working
1: mm-hmm.
0: what's not working where are the shackles what's keeping you from finding happiness because is it fair to say that everyone deserves happiness
1: i i think so
0: i think so now mm-hmm. if you want to choose a life of misery then then maybe that's your journey then just own it hey my name is Kedma. I'd like to do, do just choose a life of misery. Yeah. All right. Well, well, you know, high five. Let's go. How's it going? You know? But if you're choosing a life of happiness, there has to be a way through because you're not the only one going through it. Mm-hmm. Someone has walked through these steps, no matter how painful it is, before you did.
1: Let me ask your you your, your thought. Let me ask you your thoughts on this. Um, you know, because I've had that conversation with some people and <laughs> My response, uh, you know, is very analogous, and I I think it's on the point. Um, but, I'll, you know, someone said to me, oh, i tr- I tried therapy and it didn't work. And I said, that's cool. I said, is it kind of like when you, you know, you tried marketing for two weeks and it didn't work, so just marketing doesn't work anymore? Uh, is that is that what it's like? And, you know, so my challenge to them, and I'd love your feedback, is, you know, we do have to take some responsibility here, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, sure, we've been victimized, but you're not a victim. You, you can change your surroundings. Uh, well, uh, changing your surroundings is one of the ways you can change, you know, this situation that you're in, but, but you can change this. You probably need the help. Um, so I say, listen, you know, sometimes it's a grind, you know, get, getting what we want. Isn't always easy you know, I had, it was kind of easy for me. You know what I mean? I got in therapy. Maybe I just got lucky with the right one. Maybe, you know, I think it was a combination okay. of the right therapist and me having the right attitude to want to, I, I was like, I'm either going to fix this shit or I'm not going to be around anymore. And I wanted to be around. So okay. I was just going to fix it, you know? And so my challenge to them is always saying, listen, you know, you've got to take a little responsibility. Maybe you didn't work therapy, right? Maybe you didn't find the right therapist. It maybe, happens. maybe your therapist sucked. But you just quit yeah. because they sucked. Let's get back in this thing. What what are your thoughts?
0: So I, I I do the same analogy. I just do it in the form of dating. I always say, especially if I'm working like with a, you know, someone who's heterosexual or as a guy, I say, listen, how many times did a girl say, I'm not interested? Did you give up the whole dating world?
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Or, you know, and then the other thing I look at is quantifying that. Let me understand how many women said no to you. Is that 10 or a thousand? Now, if we're up at a thousand said no to you, we do need to spend some time figuring <laughs> out what that
1: is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we got to see there's an issue here.
1: Let's start talking <laughs> to some dudes. I mean, stop looking at talking to the girls. We'll see if the guys are going to work. Need, yeah, right. we need Whatever. to get, we don't we're know
0: what talk. it is, but let's, yeah, so. <laughs> So let's quantify that. So if someone says to me, therapy doesn't work, I'm going to ask the question. How many therapists have you interviewed? What type of therapy did you choose? How long did you engage with it? What actually did you do in therapy? I don't just play around with, oh, it doesn't work. That's a cop out.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm glad you agreed with me because I I told someone that was bullshit and I was starting to wonder if I was too mean by saying that was bullshit. No, you're
0: not too mean. (laughs) But what I would, I always tell my, my clients is, look, how's it working for you? Mm. if you like what you're experiencing great
1: yeah
0: but you know the other thing i say and this is one thing i I believe in i do not follow any guru Mm. i only follow the people that have the life that i want there's a lot of people that are wealthy and i look at their life and i go i don't want their life yeah i don't want their misery so that's the other thing for those people Follow people who are living the life that you imagine, and ask them what they're doing right. Mm-hmm. Success yeah. is a pattern, right? Yeah. That, so, I, I, I
1: could. I'm just shutting up. You keep talking, right?
0: So <laughs> that's it. So that's it. You know, people give me a hard time because they like, where in the world is cadma I travel all the time. I was just in Spain, and then I was in Israel, and then I was in France. Like I travel. That's my thing. I like to do that. So mm-hmm. if you're someone who's like, God, I wish I could work and travel. Great. Ask the person what they're doing. Yeah. Success has patterns. So, look, look, we're all responsible for our own happiness. I hate to tell you this. Yep. You know, there is no entitlement. I hate to tell you this. The only time I think there's entitlement is really, I think, children deserve to be born into a situation where they thrive. Right. But as adults, you got to do the hard work.
1: Yeah, you're right. And you and, and I would say this, I know for me, you know, not doing the hard work, uh, you know, cause I knew I struggled with this stuff. Uh, I would just always said, ah, oh, it ain't that bad. You know, it's oh, a little bit of depression here and there. And in a sense, I, I mean, I was telling the truth. I believed, I really believed, ah, oh, it's not that bad, you know, or at least I started believing that lie. Maybe, I don't know, but, um, but I think it boils down to, eh, I'm not worth that, you know, getting (gasps) help on that thing. And, and you are worth it. You know, at like, here's, you know, I'm kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth, but I'll explain it. I'm with you, Kedma. No one owes you shit. It's all on you. And I'm with you, Kedma, because we're both saying both of the same things. You deserve to be happy. Well, what's that? You know, well, here's what it means. It means you make the rules. It means you make the rules in your head on how you judge yourself. You make the rules on what, what gives you fulfillment and what doesn't you make all of those things. So right. there's not, you know, you can say, well, my religion says this and my, someone says that that's cool. And you choose to follow that rule too. You you choose to make the, so if, if you have something out there that says you're a shit bag, that's unworthy, you're only doing that because you chose that because exactly. there's someone else, there's two of them on the show right now saying you're a beautiful person that's, that's worthy of being loved. You're a beautiful person that's worthy of loving themselves and being okay with choosing what they want, you know, and, uh, but you make that rule and that, you know, Kedma, that was my big breakthrough in my, it, well, I, I had a few different breakthroughs cause you go through stages, you know, as you're yeah. doing this yeah. recovery, but it was actually in my first actual therapy session. My first session was kind of just a meet and greet, right? So there's nothing that really happened there. So in my, but my first real one, I, uh, and I had a couple that were very similar to this one, just different topics. But I, uh, I had the talk and I was telling the therapist, I'm like, listen, if I can't achieve these things, you know, um, life ain't worth it, you know? And, and it was like the good stuff, you know, it was like family stuff and relationships and, you know, like, it was like stuff we would all probably agree on. And my therapist, she's, she was, uh, she just said, "You know well, that ain't true, and I'm like, no, it is true. I'm telling you, you know she's like, no, 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 I'm telling you that's only true because you chose it, and wow. um I was like and I didn't agree, you know, and i I debated with her on it, you know and and yeah. anyway, you know, I had an hour of sobbing, well, probably fifty minutes of sobbing on this call with her because the first ten you know I hadn't yeah. started crying yet, you know and and fifty minutes of just like her basically saying you know you don't have to do that because yeah. i've had these certain rules in my life
2: mm-hmm.
1: that i've really held on to that have served me well in some areas and have served me terrible in others and one of them was that black and white thinking it is it, you're good yeah, it back work. it's this yeah. it's that you know you're in you're out you know and um when she said you don't have to be that you can acknowledge you're not happy with an action of yours in the past and you, and, and you can choose to forgive yourself for that. There's no one keeping that. So, and so I had that call sobbed for probably 50 minutes on the call with her, probably another 45 in my closet. That's right over there. Um, you know, I go in there when I was having my emotional breakdowns, cause it's, it's, there's, you know, uh, clothes hanging and it helps dampen the sound. And I went in there and probably bawled my eyes out for another half an hour or 45 minutes. And that was my 30 to 45 minutes of, you know, as yeah, I'm kind of saying this tongue in cheek, but that was me giving myself my last 30 to 45 minutes of choosing those old rules, you know, and, and I walked out of that closet. Uh, I wasn't not depressed anymore, but I walked out of that closet feeling um, like Amazing. a ton had been lifted off of my chest. Cause I just simply said, I can, for, no one else is condemning me for this stuff. It's just, wow. me. and, and I forgave myself for it with that choice. And then I had to put in the work after that, you know, because you make a choice, you take a few steps forward and, and I made this avatar, you know, and I'm a not, non-religious person. I don't believe in, in yeah, supernatural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but I, I made a supernatural avatar, which was, you know, my depression was a demon. And I just said, okay, you know, demons are bad. They're out to get you. They're really good at acting, you know, pretty and and seductive, you know, and I just, every time I would start to go back down that path of thinking or ruminating on the thing or whatever, I would just say, okay, you know, if I'm ruminating about, you know, this issue and won't drop it, I'm like, that's just the demon just trying to throw stuff in my ear. And so I just said, that's a lie. And I would, I would talk to this demon. I literally would look to a a space where nothing exists. and I would say, that's a lie and um and some days you still get your teeth kicked in you know uh, like i was like i basically as silly as this sounds kedma every day well i mean it does it's not silly but i mean it's kind of a silly analogy i mean it worked it ain't silly i mean this shit changed my life but but the silly analogy was i just started imagining every morning when i woke up while well, i'm still laying in bed i'm putting on some boxing gloves and lacing them up because i know i'm about to have a 12 round fight today with the demon, with the depression and the way the analogy went for me was there for a long time or, you know, there, once I was in that dark hole, I was, I wasn't in a boxing match. I was sitting in the middle of the ring, sitting there hopeless. And the demon was just going to town on me. Just, just knocking the crap out of me. Right. Well, you go through therapy. You know, I had my first breakthrough, you know, I just, that I just mentioned. I'm like, okay, I'm lacing the gloves up and I'm going to beat this demon's ass. And guess what happened? I didn't you know he, he I didn't wow. even win one round of 12 wow but here's what changed is i was able to give myself credit that i laced up the gloves and i, <laughs> I threw a couple that. of punches right now when i threw the punch the demon like i was in slow motion would move away watch my hand go and then he'd pop me back yeah. right but those were the wins that i had to take at the beginning because i was losing every day so then like you you forgive yourself well guess what by the end of the day, you're not forgiving yourself. But I'm mm-hmm. throwing those punches because that's a lie. Well, fast forward, you know, a week later into to being determined on this, I didn't win the fight that day, but I won a round. And then Love by that. The end of that week, I'm winning the fight. You know, I'm I'm winning seven of 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 the rounds. You know, and uh-huh. and today you know, on average, you know, if it's a 12 round fight, if I'm going on averages, I'm running, I'm winning 11 rounds in the day. So I still have my, my moments, but I put that work in, I've learned those things and
0: that's huge. And it's just good
1: to be on this side, man. I'm just telling you. That's so uh, it's just well, good to one be on thing the side. I
0: wanted to share before we close, it's really important. If you are in a relationship with someone you love, mm-hmm. Give them the benefit of telling them where you're at. Yeah. You know, now, now, like two things. My husband's known me, and we're, we're together 21 years. Uh, one thing I very rarely disclose, but I'm going to share it here because this is such an important topic. Um, I can go into a major PTSD attack if, for some reason, I'm experiencing immediate cold, and I'm not prepared for it. Because when I was abused, one of my what my abuser would do was deny me heat, and it took me 20 years to reacclimate my body to actually heat. I would be it would be 100 degrees in Arizona, and I'd be wearing a cardigan because my body thought it was cold. Wow. So he knows this. So he knows um, if 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 we're in immediate something happens drastic, like let's say you know uh, it's it's uh, winter time and we lose heat. Within, within minutes, I'm going to be like, we need to get out of here. Like, I'm going to go into major. The other thing for me is I must feel safe. If I am in a place where I'm feeling threatened, I'll go into an attack. So what I've done is I've told him in advance, these are things that could be major triggers. You need to be paying attention. So invite your other half. Invite your spouse. Tell them about the demon. Hey, you know what? I'm in round 10. Yep. If you see this, just fight with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, we forget that other part of our spouse or our partner, and it's not fair to them. Yep. So I you want to make sure we honor that the other person who loves you may need to know about what's going on, tell them in the way that makes sense for you.
1: Well, and, and there's a selfish side to that too. You know, letting them know it's fair to them. You know, because they will seeing course. stuff, and they don't. You know, you're confused. They're confused now, but you you also get benefit out of that. If they know, they That's can right. support you.
2: That's right.
1: And if they don't know, they can't. So, uh, yeah, well said, Kedma. So, Kedma, let's. Uh, we'll, we need to do this again, okay? I think we'll do this again. Um, I'll I really, you really
0: know, I love this. questions from your group. So, if someone's listening or hearing and watching. What's coming up for them? Let's get feedback, you know? Mm -hmm. Where are people at? Because I think this is just not a one-time topic.
1: You know, I'll tell you, on that note, I'll tell you something I want to start. And maybe, maybe Kedma, you can, because you're creative and you're a coach. I'm asking for some free coaching here, Kedma. Maybe you can help me with this. But something that I want to start just as a part of my thing is um, for people that are comfortable with it because if you're not comfortable with it you don't need to do it but there's people are wired differently and some like to call their shots some don't and i want to do a thing where um we can somehow you know allow people to publicly um you know like in, you know we'll do it in the no bitch zone facebook group or something i don't know whatever but where they can publicly go and say you know i signed up for therapy today or i didn't want to say i signed up for therapy when i did but i did however many months ago and this has been my positive experience from it. And the reason I want to do it is a, for those people that are wired that way, that could be good for them. And that can help them with that. And then B for every other human on the planet that might deal with this at one point, it's another opportunity for them to see, here's the crew, here's the crowd. And we're, we're running towards, I'm going to the doctor to get my flu shot. I'm going to go to the doctor and, and, and take care of the mind. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Or, or I've signed up for AA or exactly. I've signed up for NA or, I've you know, so it can, you know, be something to say, I made a shift.
1: Yeah. Love it. So I'm going to do that. And, and Kedma, maybe you can help me flesh sure, out. Me know. I'm,
0: I'm, you know, this is, this is a cause that, you know, the more that we as a community mm-hmm. talk about it, the better it is for everyone. I will bet that we have, just from this conversation, probably saved someone's life.
1: Based on my experiences, and and you already know the answer to that, too, because you've been doing this for a long time, but based on my experiences in a short amount of time, I think you're right, and it's why, you know, because that's the feedback I get from um just in a short amount of time, and it's one of the reasons I just want to shout this from the rooftops and i'm gonna keep guys we're gonna keep doing the entrepreneur stuff and and yes, you know, this isn't becoming the depression podcast no. but um but you know what I ain't gonna stop talking about it i'm not I'm not gonna stop trying to give hope to people out there that that may feel hopeless uh yeah. like i did so so Kedma, I love you, you're awesome you. um you. tell people um where they can find you. Tell people where they can find Conquer, tell people where they can find your book and um, (laughs) or anything else and how they can connect.
0: Well, Conquer Now is pretty easy. Just go Google it in or, you know, ConquerNow.com. You can find me anywhere, but I'm at Kedma at Conquer Now. You can Google me. There's only one Kedma in the world. You're like, man, I don't even know where, but if you just Google (laughs) Kedma. You will find me, obviously finding me through you. Uh, and then I do a lot on LinkedIn. I have, I think, 40,000 friends who hang out with me and I do a, round, a lot on LinkedIn, but want to make sure I open this. Just reach out. If you're thinking, man, you know, I, she doesn't know me. Mm-hmm. You know, I just talked to Bobby and I don't know. Just reach out, just say hello. You know, yeah. you have to make the first step because I'm a terrible psychic. Yep. I yep. can't read your mind. I don't know who you are. So reach out. And I think between me and Bobby, we will get you whatever you need. And it could just be, Hey, I heard you. I heard Bobby and I love what you're doing. Give us some understanding of where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm I always make myself available. If someone actually reaches out, um, my door is always open. Just send me a note, send me a message. Um, and, you know, if I can serve you, I'll, I'll do it. As far as Conquer, um, you know, there is an application process. Conquer is really about people who want to level up as you know. Mm-hmm. But, but again, you can always reach out and say, is it a fit, you know? Mm-hmm. We love, this is my thing and I'll end it. You can never compete with me because I want you to win. There's no competition. So if I want you to win, it means reaching out. And if I can help you, great. If Ganga can help you, great. If Bobby can help you, great. If someone else can help you, great. But you have to make the first step. Yeah,
1: love it. Kedma, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Guys, we know what I always say at the end of the show. I always say that if you're not doing the things that you want in life, you better have a damn good reason for it. And sometimes- That's there's- right. Uh, right? Sometimes there is. Uh, and then I'll go on to say, but if you're not pursuing those things, There's no good reason. And I would say, let's just tie that right into the depression. It's okay that you, that you're dealing with it. It's okay that you're dealing with addiction. It's okay. It's just not okay to not get help for it because you're worth it. So if you're not pursuing it, if you're not getting help for it, if you're not asking for help for it, there's no good reason. Peace guys.